0: I'm Lynette Hoffman and this is Beyond the Table, the podcast that explores food and cuisine from around the world and tells the stories of the people who create it. One of the things I really want this podcast to do is to highlight some of the nuances and regional differences between cuisines. I think it's easy to lump together South Asian food from neighboring countries, such as Nepal or Sri Lanka, India, Bangladesh, Pakistan. And I've even heard that restaurant owners often just brand themselves as Indian, since that's the most recognizable. So I was really excited when I heard that there was a pocket of Bengali restaurants in Lakemba, which is one of Sydney's most diverse suburbs. More than 12% of the population is from Bangladesh. And before I did this podcast, I'd actually never even been there. So that's one of the things I've really been enjoying is exploring these new little neighborhoods that aren't very far away, but that I'd never had a reason to go to. So back in May, just before Ramadan, I headed to Lakemba to check out a little Bengali restaurant that I'd read some reviews of online. It was a Saturday afternoon and the restaurant was really busy. So I ended up waiting for maybe 45 minutes to an hour before the rush died down enough for Ashinal Shorov of Botula Restaurant to come out and have a chat. So I got a chance to hang out and absorb the atmosphere a little bit. It's an unassuming place, just a bit off the Main Strip. And when Ashanul comes out to meet me, he's friendly and unassuming too.
1: My name is Ashanul Shorup and I'm the co-owner of Bartola Restaurant. Bartola means uh, under the banyan tree.
0: The name is a reference to the food culture that has developed beneath banyan trees throughout Bangladesh.
1: People sit under the shade and eat. People sell foods, like street foods, or even lunch, even dinner.
0: Ashnal's only 28, and he opened the restaurant a year and a half ago. In
1: 2015, 16th of December, that's our Independence Day. So I planned for that day, so everyone can remember.
0: Ashinal grew up in the Bangladeshi capital of Dhaka. He moved to Australia in 2009 to study accounting and completed both his bachelor's degree and master's degree here. He hadn't trained as a chef and he had no experience in running a restaurant. In fact, he was already living in Australia when he learned to cook by correspondence, courtesy of his mum.
1: When I came in Australia, first I, was, I didn't know how to cook. So I was struggling eating. My friend was cooking, but they was busy sometimes. So first one month I had no job. So most of the time I went to school and came back home and just sitting around watching movies just passing my town but I was feeling hungry so I went to McDonald's I went to Hungry Jack's I went to Apurto and everywhere I had burgers and and after a couple of weeks I had I just been feeling tired no I can't do this anymore (laughs) I had some Indian foods as well from city there was many Indian shops but I didn't like it that much I was always feeling hungry
0: so after his own mini version of Super Size Me, he decided to try his hand at cooking. And it turned out that he loved it.
1: Then I called my mom and I started learning a little bit how to cook rice, how to cook egg fry. We we'll call it omelet. So and little dal. Then I've been cooking beef curry, chicken curry. And then I started frying some fish. It was very hard. That time. In the city there was only one shop where I can find little fish. It took a so while to learn everything.
0: So you learned everything over the phone?
1: Yeah, basically over the phone. Uh, your like and my mom was the help desk, main help desk. So, <laughs> So the cooking is basically it's a combination of spices. When you make a good combination, the food comes good.
0: So I'm curious, why did you decide not to do accounting? So
1: I did study on accounting, but I never had any intention to doing business in accounting or maybe become an accountant. I had planned to get a good job, but I worked in a lot of places in Australia, like a lot of franchises, a lot of uh, retailing. I always was a business-minded. I had another small business when I came in Australia. And I had a small business in Bangladesh too.
0: Back when he was a student in Dhaka, Ashnal sold handicrafts. Then later in Australia, he sold clothing from Bangladesh online.
1: My father is, is a professional person, so he wanted me to uh, get a good job in here in accounting. But I just moved in a business, so so I said to him that, OK, no worries, maybe, I, uh, maybe if I can run this business yeah inshallah, yeah we'll do something bigger, <laughs> and maybe i'll 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 handle the accounting part on that business.
0: <laughs> so the business wasn't really part of the plan at all at the beginning, but Ashnal loved food.
1: I used to live with my mates, about four or five people sharing a unit. So no one wants to cook, and I had to cook every day. And I never feel tired because it was feeling good that I'm cooking and everyone is eating din- dinner together. Even when I came back uh, work from like one o'clock, two o'clock at night, but I see oh no foods. But I just cooked some rice, cooked some dal, cooked some maybe fry a fish a little bit, and just eat it. <laughs> That's it. Watching movies. I love food. I love food. I cook food every day at home. So that's how I think that maybe I can start with something, representing some Bangladeshi food in Australia too.
0: Ashinal saw a gap in the market and he persisted.
1: I was seeing that all over was here Indian foods or Pakistani foods, but not enough. Bangladeshi foods.
0: The learning curve from passionate home cook to running a commercial kitchen has been pretty steep.
1: Then I came to this business. After a month, I realized, no, I have to learn more because it's not enough. Whatever I have learned, I know what spices, what is this. But when I started this restaurant, I realized commercial, it's different. And we was very, very busy every day. I saw, it was a house full every day many foods cooking at a time and I didn't know how to do that, how to run four or five pans at a time so that was a little bit challenging
0: There was a lot of waste and burnt curries in those early days
1: It took me about six to eight months to learn one by one, one by one because everything is very sensitive so I had to concentrate 100% to cook everything so in the beginning I had chef then I realized no it's a little bit risky if sometimes he slept off then who's gonna run this restaurant then I started cooking by myself slowly slowly yeah and now it's it's many many people coming every day before, uh, I was seeing in Australia that people was thinking, oh, Bangladesh and India is the same country, and food might be the same, but it's not.
0: <laughs> Do you get to sample the dishes that really set this cuisine apart from its neighboring countries? One of the most famous foods is a street food called fuchka.
1: If you go Bangladesh or Dhaka city, every five minutes you go, you see one fuchka shop in the street till twelve o'clock at night. <laughs> it's very delicious.
0: Ashanal's menu describes it as a wheat ball stuffed with boiled potato, peas and roasted spices. It's served with a tamarind dressing that you pour into it.
1: It also comes with garnish like coriander, green chilli.
0: And of course if you're comparing the food between India and Bangladesh, you can't ignore the pure scale of India and the impact that has on the regional varieties of food. Bangladesh
1: is a small country, so the foods are very similar all over the countries. So, in, in Bangladeshi restaurant, you if you go, you won't find many varieties. Like, if you go to Indian restaurant, you find butter chicken, you find raganjos, you find palak paneer, chana dal, dal makhni a lot of varieties but in our in our restaurant if you see look at the menu you see it's a very small so we do have like lamb curries we do have beef curries chicken curries that's it done the curry is finished there <laughs> no further
0: what would you say is a classic bangladeshi dish that everyone knows
1: for bangladeshi we call ourselves bangali we say we are mache bhate bangali so mach is fish rice is the uh, Bhat is the rice. So there's a tradition. There are a lot of rivers in our countries.
0: Fish is one of the most popular foods in Bangladesh. And on the menu at Batala, too.
1: People come, they like fish fried, they like fish curry, they like fish masala. In different ways. Or maybe they'll a little bit onions and coriander or chili and just the fish. It's a very simple.
0: Growing up, Ashinal and his family would escape the city most weekends to visit his grandmother. She's a major culinary influence on both him and his mother.
1: She knows about the restaurant. I Sometimes I call her and we discuss. Even she's a good cook. She's even, somewhere some way, she's better than my mom. <laughs> you
0: better not tell her you said that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. Yeah, but she's a very, very good cook. Even my mom learns a lot of cooking from her. She cooks fish very, very nice and the vegetable. Because in village she used to grow all all the vegetables by herself.
0: Even the fish that she prepared came from a pond in her backyard.
1: And you eat very fresh every day.
0: There's no pond at Botala, but there is fresh food and a Bengali feel. From the giant flag on one wall to the brightly coloured mural of a banyan tree on another wall.
1: People come, they like fish fry, they like fish curry, they like fish masala, in different ways. Or maybe dope a little bit onions and coriander or chili and just the fish. It's a very simple. They eat it with a little bit dal fish. That's a classic dish in our restaurant. We do have biryani. There's only Bangladeshi biryanis. Like we do have kachi biryanis. It's very traditional.
0: I can definitely vouch for his kachi biryani. It's kind of like a palau with all the rice and spices and super tender goat meat. All slow cooked together. Another classic dish is
1: Vuna so the Kichuri means it's cooked with bashmati rice and with the turmeric and a little bit spices.
0: I tried quite a few dishes at Battolah, but my favorite was definitely the fushka. I kind of have a thing for street food, which reminds me. Ashnal told me about these street food markets that happen in Lakemba every evening during Ramadan. They start about 5, and they go late into the night, and apparently the later it gets, the better. So a few weeks later, I headed back with a couple friends for a feast. I even fasted for the day in an attempt to make it more authentic, though I'm not really sure if one day of fasting really gives you the same feeling as fasting for days, but I enjoyed the experience nonetheless. The streets were crammed with people and food stalls and iftar boxes to break the fast. There was fresh squeezed orange juice, Palestinian sweets, char-grilled corn, camel burgers, you name it. With everyone bustling around, sharing food with strangers. A woman in line in front of me, let me sample her kanafe, that Middle Eastern sweet where you've got the soft cheese soaked in a sweet syrup with a pastry and some pistachios on top. I've tried it a couple times and it's not my favorite, but I love the atmosphere. And I agree with Ashnal's assessment that if you're around Sydney during Ramadan, come to the Lakemba street food markets. It's really a great vibe. That's it for this week's Beyond the Table. Thanks for listening. And if you'd like to see pictures of Achanal and Bartola restaurant or find out the contact details, head over to my website at lynettehoffman.com. And if you like what you hear, please help spread the word.